Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show, Quinn David Furness Presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, July 21st, 2023, year six of our show. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? My name is Quinn, and I am proud to present this program where listener discretion is advised. Number one, we'll occasionally some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. And hello to our friends in Pakistan, whether you are listening in the Punjab region, the Kashmir, or Hyderabad, or any of those other great places. Thank you for making us the 112th ranked comedy podcast in the great nation of Pakistan. It is July 21st here. It's a beautiful summer day. We're kind of in between. It was it was really hot a couple days ago, and then today's not so bad, and then it's really going to be hot next week. We're talking like mid-90s the whole time. We had a, a little like smoke break, if you will, this time last week. You know, we had the really bad smoke from the Quebec region like a month ago at this point, maybe a little more than that. And then, uh, or just about a month ago, I suppose. And then it kind of went away, and everyone forgot about it. And then, just, it was uh, last Saturday, we were up in a high-rise at a, a friend's apartment near downtown, hosting, uh, they were hosting a, uh, a fundraiser for uh, the Chicago Marathon, running for a charity. Um, the Immerman Angels, which is what uh, my friend Elise used to always run for when she would run podcasts, shout, or run podcasts, run marathons. Shout out to Elise and her uh, her family. Hope all is well. Smoky, you know, very hazy, kind of an orange. And uh, I think it's pretty much back to normal. It was just like a weird kind of 36-hour blip. It's kind of strange how that works. I guess it's all dependent on the wind and stuff. But yeah, that's that's that. Uh, thank you to everyone who tuned in to last week's episode, our Mission Impossible 8 storyboard. It was very exciting. It was very thrilling. I had a great time, and uh, thank you for your feedback, Beantown Podcast at Yahoo.com. Again, this Beantown Podcast at Yahoo.com. But yeah, it was uh, it was a fun show, and I'm now, it's July 21st. I'm in the mode now, mentally, honestly, where it's like, I can see the end of summer. It is not far. I have uh, law school orientation, not that I'm attending, that I'm running, helping run, part of the planning team. And that starts uh, three weeks from Monday, and it's just like, boom, once that happens, it's kind of weird, because then I shift into, like, fall mode, where I'm, like, teaching classes on thir- teaching class on Thursday nights, traveling a little bit for work, recruiting, obviously Labor Day happens, and then NFL starts, which is a lot of fun. But that's, that's the beauty of Chicago. I got a freaking blueberry seed stuck in my teeth. I was munching. Rachel went out last night and got us some some snacks and stuff from Jewel while I was playing kickball. And there were some blueberries on sale, apparently, like a $2 carton. Not the little one, like the big one, you know. And uh, I foolishly had a munched a, a couple, threw some back, threw, threw back some berries right before I started recording. And that sometimes those little, those little blueberry seeds, they're the tiniest little things, and they just find their way to get in every crevice of your teeth it's really a shame but i was i was saying you know you get all that fun fall stuff kind of starting but that's the great thing about chicago is you still the weather doesn't really drop off until honestly like early november usually or it's basically like you'll have some colder days 
as you get into October, you know, you might get, you might have a 40 degree day, but then it'll bounce back up to like 75 and sunny and you go out in like a light jacket and you're just sweating buckets. And that's a great thing because then you can watch some college football. You can watch some NFL. We got the, uh, the fantasy football. The way we do it is you get to pick where you draft in a snake draft in reverse order of where you finished place-wise last year. So if you were the worst team in the league, then you get first dibs, which this, uh, this time around is reserved for cousin of the podcast, Hunter Dennison, who got married last year around Labor Day. And, uh, oh man, we just got, speaking of which I was just going to check, we have a survey out there just to gauge everyone's availability for, uh, when they're available. And I just checked and we got, we've got five responses so far, but one of them came from the Kamish. Uh, you know him from Jack Link's Andy Dennison, only one available date. So I got to remember to send out an email there. Hopefully everyone can do it on Monday, Labor Day. Apparently, the, the commission has an extremely busy schedule. Maybe that's just a power move. Maybe he's available every day. I don't even know if he's been listening lately. Maybe uh, he's available every day, and he's just like, this is the day I want, so we're just going to play hardball. Not a bad strategy, I'll say that. But then if it doesn't work, it's like someone's going to get left out. And that someone will probably be the commish if that's the only day he's available, right? Plowing ahead here, though. I, you know, it's, I, I'm not throwing in the towel on summer. And we still have a ton of nice weather left. It's just like my time where I'm, uh, I get to spend a lot of time working from home. And uh, still very busy, definitely. But just feels like you got, I mean, it's, it's a real thing. You got more time in your day, right? Because you are, uh, you're not commuting. So that's something that I miss quite a bit. And, you know. Summer's kind of ended. So that got me thinking as I was thinking about it, um, as I was thinking about it, like I got to plan my vacation for the rest of the year because we, you know, we took a vacation in uh, April. Is that when I was? We went to Mexico. I still have the scar to remember it. I'm looking down at my leg, my left shin. I had a, we had a bad accident with a lot of blood. Although you were in a chlorinated pool, so no one could tell. It was awesome very cloudy chlorinated pool probably cloudy from the blood i don't know but it's almost healed up anyways took the vacation then that was four days we did a thursday friday monday tuesday and then coming back to work on a wednesday after being in cancun was the worst but then it's like uh i have so much i have so much uh vacation time i think i'm allotted 15 days and this is use it or lose it essentially 15 days that I have to use and then another three summer holidays which I have to use in the summer so I'm actually off next Thursday and then the Friday after that and then uh and then two floating holidays as well and that's on top of the 10 days sorry I'm a little scatterbrained right now I apologize that's on top of the 10 days that I can carry over each year that I just I just live with that balance. Like, I'm never going to touch it. So the day I finally leave this job, which could be 50 years from now, who knows? God, if I'm still working when I'm just across the board generally, if I'm working when I'm 78, that's something went horribly wrong. Or like we were going to have one kid and then Rachel was like octomom and we had to provide for eight. Wouldn't that be the worst? I don't. 
you know, I don't think anything like that can naturally happen, right? Like, I don't think you casually give birth to eight babies when you're just trying to give birth to one. I'm not an expert in reproductive health or anything, whatever that would be, a OBGYN. Not really my area of expertise, if you will, expertise. But uh, I feel like obviously twins happen all the time. You hear about the occasional triplet. Quadruplet seems very much like the cutoff, right? Like you never hear about quadruplets naturally in the wild. And then we get you get to quintuplets, sextuplets, heptuplets, octuplets. What would nine be? Nantuplets or decktuplets. I don't think there's ever been a decktuplet before. But it's it's like I feel like, you know, if you're preparing for one baby and you're responsible financially, lifestyle-wise, whatever, you can make it happen, right? Two is always two is like, oh shit. Like we're gonna have to just make it work. Three, I feel like, is when it would be danger zone, right? If you have three three times the mouths to feed, the child care costs, all that stuff, like that's that feels really tough to recover from. Like I feel like I'm financially responsible enough to take the hit for double trouble. But triple triple trouble would be really tough too. These blueberry seeds are killing me. We'll just call this the episode where Quinn spent the whole time picking stuff out of his teeth. The fans went crazy for it. Let's do our palindrome of the day, and then we're going to talk vacation a little bit here. Just uh, where to go. We're crowdsourcing suggestions here, and I'll give you some of the things because uh, there's actually two. There's going to be two different trips, but they have diff- they're kind of different because of Rachel's situation. We'll talk about that in a second here, but. Today's palindrome of the day, I didn't really have to work hard for it because I was on my Facebook memes earlier this morning, if you will, and came across this post from four years ago, which would have been, I guess, year two of the Beantown podcast. This is from July 21st, 2019. This is by far our longest palindrome of the day ever. I'm not even writing it like into our little notes app that we have on our iPhone that where I keep track of all of them so I know I don't duplicate. Maybe this will just be every year on July 21st, every episode, this will be that palindrome. Although I suppose we only do an actual episode on July 21st, like once every five years or however that works with leap years. I don't know. Speaking of, of which, Women's World Cup started, what, yesterday, day before? I think USA plays their first game tonight versus Vietnam. The whole thing, the whole game is just going to be fortunate, son playing u.s invades vietnam you got to say vietnam or else you don't really you're not really a patriot i guess uh okay here's today's palindrome of the day i urge you implore you to bear with me and i didn't do the research on it this time around i'm just trusting that which is a really bold move slash mistake four years ago quinn was on top of this and did the work here's today's palindrome of the day it's going to take a second Dennis, Nell, Edna, Leon, Nedra, Anita, Rolf, Nora, Alice, Carol, Leo, Jane, Reed, Dina, Dale, Basil, Ray, Penny, Lana, Dave, Denny, Lana, we had Lana, now we have Lena, Ida, Bernadette, Ben, Ray, Lila, Nina, Joe, Ira, Mara, Sarah, Mario, Jan, Ina, Lily, 
Arn, Betty, Dan, Reba, Diane, Lynn, Ed, Eva, Dana, Lynn, Pearl, Isabel, Ada, Ned, Dee, Rena, Joel, Laura, Cecil, Aaron, Flora, Tina, Arden, Noel, and Ellen Sind. Which is probably like a big orgy or something. I'm guessing is what that refers to. But it's also a palindrome. So there you go. Today's palindrome of the day brought to you by Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, call the experts. Call someone who's safe, certified, someone you can trust. Call Steve. Happy birthday to Steve last Sunday. 541-410-0316 or go to homeprideoregon.com. Also by our good friends at the Cuts by Q series it's got crisp clear audio quality it's good for a podcast in the summer it's good for a podcast in the fall winter and spring it's really the four seasons of podcast what's his face the guy who uh vivaldi's got nothing on the samson q2u series we'll come out and say it right here and now when god speaks he uses a samson and then of course our good friends at cuts by q when you need a fresh do something snappy or new called The Experts at Cuts by Q. Having a little whiskey and neon beer hug chaser here. Kind of loading up early in the front end, front end tonight, going to Pitchfork, which I've never been to before. Pitchfork Music Festival. The only reason I'm going is because we have friends who apparently, I don't even know the details, but someone had a three-day pass that was being used tomorrow and Sunday, but not today. So I don't know any of the bands that are playing. In fact, across the entire festival, the only name I recognized when the head, when the names came out was Bon Iver. But I will say this: after a little bit of research, I figured out tonight uh, Tom York's other band is playing. So, any Radiohead heads out there? Uh, it's Tom York and his guitarist Johnny Greenwood. I think his name is something like that. I'm not a Radiohead person. I don't dislike them. I just uh, have never invested time to get into them. Same as like. I don't know, like Bob Dylan or something. I don't dislike him. Don't. Not like a mega fan. I just don't know. Or uh, Will I Am. You know, those would kind of be the big three for me. Anyways, I think it's called The Smile or The Smiles, something like that. Um, those are, uh, that's who's sort of the last band tonight. It's, it's like a jazz trio almost. I'm very curious to see what it's about. Anyways, plan is do that kind of a weird weird schedule rachel's already in the suburbs we'll mention rachel's got some book stuff for you on this this podcast here today it's also going to be a short podcast because i gotta get skedaddle in here but um rachel's already out in the suburbs tomorrow apparently the plan is to go to raging waves water park out in yorkville which is a western suburb i feel like on a beautiful saturday a hot saturday in july i'm just thinking like it is going to be as crowded as you could you could ever want it to be, right? Like that that video of the wave pool in China where you can't even see the water, just people in tubes. That's basically what I'm envisioning for tomorrow. Uh, so the goal, the plan is to, uh, it's ambitious. Wake up, do a little classic like 2020 early Saturday morning run kind of thing. The good news is I don't need to go like fifth, excuse me, 15 miles probably just going to do like a 10k or something just for time's purposes and then uh shower up grab a coffee to go and then try to be to uh but to the southwest burbs so i can hitch a ride to the western burbs by like 
I don't know, try to get to midway by like nine, I would think. So doing all that and, and more. So the point of that story is let's not get absolutely blasted tonight because then I'm never going to wake up. And I really, I, it's going to be a beautiful day tomorrow. I really want to uh, get that run in because I haven't run since Wednesday. But Rachel has instructed me, my lovely fiance, or requested that I mention on today's show that she is four books behind schedule here on her 60-book reading goal for calendar year 2023. And guys, it's almost August, okay? We are almost seven-twelfths, kind of a, a, a big number there, seven-twelfths of the way through the year. And so Rachel is looking for any quick, easy recommendations. So I said, you know, maybe let's do like a Clifford the Big Red Dog. Okay, there's got to be at least like 20 of those. Or uh, if you want to go more classic but you still want a quick read, Count of Monte Cristo. You got to do the original, not the abridged. It's like 1,500 pages. It's not that bad. You could get through it in three months if you were diligent. And I did get... uh, Maybe she she uh, can borrow the book I got from the library, Crying in H Mart, Michelle's Honor, Japanese Breakfast. I'm like three chapters in, which is a record for me in the last two days. So I'm killing it over here. Got to remember to bring that to the burbs tomorrow. Good read, especially if you like Korean food. There's a lot of Korean cuisine terms in there that I just uh, I'm spending a lot of time just Googling to see what these things are. But yeah, here's the thing with vacation. Okay, so second half of the Beantown podcast. So I have basically two more full weeks, two five-day weeks that I will be taking. And then I have two more days on top of that to figure out. But you you get in the back half of the year, holidays and stuff. It's easy to just kind of, yeah, I'll just take this day off, whatever. Not a problem. It's one of those things where like I should pace it better throughout the year when I really need a day off in like – mid-May or something where you're just gassed because you've been just sprinting. I guess this year took a vacation in April. So maybe like mid-June or something. Um, Because even the days that I have off lately feel like I've been doing stuff, which is not good. Not good for my mental well-being. Um, But the way it's going to go here, so we got a week in October, no, a week in November. So it's it's still going to be a little bit of a stretch here. After my, got one week, one day off next week, one day off the week after that. So we're going to go from early August to early November. So that's a three, it's a three month stretch. It's ambitious without the day off, but it's just tough because of like you want to take the full week for a vacation, right? So I got this, the time to take, but I teach on Thursday nights for the first eight weeks Uh, basically from Labor Day on, and just recruitment travel that I'm not doing that much this year. It's really not sexy at all. There's no fall 2023 tour, let's put it that way, like we did back in fall 2018. But you add all that up, and then, like, we got a wedding in late October, family wedding. Next thing you know, it's like, boom, it's it's November. And then there's already so much with uh, Thanksgiving. You don't want to, like... I don't I don't like to do vacation then because like you always get off early on like Wednesday and stuff. Uh I don't know. But the the point I'm trying to make here is we've got one week in November 
and then one week in December. The thing is, for Rachel, it's one week of vacation and one week of work from anywhere. So basically, you can work from home, but you're encouraged to like travel and just be in a new place and still be connected on your laptop. So I think our plan is to take a vacation in November and then a for me a vacation for Rachel work from anywhere in early December, which is interesting to me. I've never really done that before where it's like, yeah, we're both going on a trip somewhere. I will not be tied down whatsoever. I can do whatever I want. You need to be like in the Airbnb or the hotel or whatever during working hours, and then we can do fun stuff. So we are fielding uh, recommendations here. I've thought about it a little, and I've spent some time just like doing a Google flight search for the dates just to like get a sense of what's out there, what's reasonable. But it's interesting. I think now we're in this space too where we're engaged, and the wedding is just top of mind and costs associated with the wedding. And so all of a sudden, at least for me, it's kind of like, well, I have the money because I've been saving a lot um, to like go do a big trip if I wanted to. And that was always kind of the plan this year. It was like, go do a little tropical something in Mexico. We really did pretty much nothing while we were there. Didn't spend any money. Just lying on the beach the whole time. So with the intention of like, okay, then we'll take a big trip later. The original plan was to go to like Paris or Norway or something uh, at the end of August. That's obviously not happening because Rachel switched jobs. And then the Jonas Brothers announced a tour stop and just it all kind of just fell apart. So now it's like, how big do we go? And when you throw in the uh, work from home, work from anywhere week versus the vacation, like how does that change the destinations you want to go, right? You probably don't want to do the exact same type of thing twice, right? But I don't know. I'm also not in the mood to like go to a big city for my, personally for my vacation. I'm much more interested in like, like, I enjoy New York. I don't want to be there for five or six days, you know. And same goes for pretty much any big city. Even if it's new, like if I went somewhere like San Francisco, I wouldn't want to just like, hey, I'm in San Francisco for five days exploring the city. Even though you could and it would probably be a lot of fun. I just like when I'm on vacation, I like the idea of being like out there, open, free. Um, You can go for hikes. You can drink beers. I especially like when I feel like, so I, I guess going back to my roots, I didn't get to do this last year, but but I've done it, I had done it a couple years uh, in a row before that, like the big road trip, uh, which is not necessarily like on the table for us because it's just, you don't necessarily want to do a couple's vacation that way, and then you can't do the work from home thing that way. But like my solo road trips are always like super intense, staying in the cheapest places, Drinking a lot, sleeping a little bit, hiking, driving a ton, seeing all sorts of cool stuff. And I kind of want to tap into those roots in some way. So part of me is thinking like maybe, uh, you know, when we're talking the vacation, I, I would be down for like a Denver, like flying in there super cheap, renting a car. And then there's a million things you can do, right? I mean, you could spend time in any of those cities, Denver, Boulder, Colorado Springs. You could go up to... Uh, Jackson, Wyoming, or uh, Laramie, or whatever it is, um, Fort Collins. You go down. You go to Pueblo. You know, you can you can do a million things. Obviously, hiking it'd be crazy. Rachel has never seen the Rockies before, as far as I know. I think that's accurate. 
But then it's also like, well, do you want to take that up a notch? Because it's your vacation, right? And you've saved all this money. But then going to finish off that point about the wedding I started to make earlier, it's like, well, you don't want to just blow all of it. Not that I'm going to. Because you just got this. You're like, well, money that the more money you pump into this, the less money it could potentially be for the wedding if you treat it like a zero-sum game, which is probably not the exact way to treat it. But then I'm thinking like, well, do you do do you pump it up a notch to go to like Calgary or something, which has always been on my bucket list. The opportunity to go to like Banff, Jasper, there's another, there's a million national parks right out there. In fact, one was on, um, I don't think it was Jeopardy the other night. It was something else that I just like stumbled upon in a national park in Canada. And I was just like, oh, I've never heard of that. Like, I don't know where that is. Excuse me. So I looked it up and it's just like, southwest of Banff, basically, in the same Canadian Rocky range. I did a Google search. Oh, Kootenay, that's what it is. K-O-O-T-E-N-A-Y. Kootenay. I assume that's how you say it. National Park. So that's an option. Like, I would love to do that. But then you're also like, we're going to be there early November. You could probably get away with that in Denver, and not be worried about like getting snowed out of places. You probably some places, but not everywhere. But I feel like you go up into the Canadian Rockies, and then that's a big consideration. Or even if you want to do like glacier or something. Um, so that's a consideration. If it was August or September, I wouldn't think twice about it. But I also I don't want to do like a beach, super hot vacation. So I'm not thinking any like. I guess one other option though, Puerto Rico. I've always wanted to go. And I feel like Puerto Rico is not quite as, like, sexy Bahama mama just on the beach. Like, you can do some hiking in Puerto Rico. You can still hit the beach if you want. You can almost do it like we did Hawaii uh, last year where, yeah, we were hitting the beach, but we were also hiking or up super early every morning, drinking a lot, like, not in the morning, but maybe one day. I don't know. So we got options. I think the one thing that probably is not going to happen is going all the way over to Europe as much as I would love to hit a number of places, specifically for me, like Oslo, I would be so happy to go to Oslo. Or Copenhagen, I'd be totally down for. And I would obviously be down for the classics, too. Like, never been to London, never been to Paris, never been to Rome. Uh, we just had friends who honeymooned in uh, in Italy all across it, and it looked awesome. Lake Como, you got to do your Attack of the Clones quotes. I don't like sand. And even for a while, I was looking at Reykjavik as like a, because it's not quite as far of a flight. And Iceland looks dope. But with the weeks, for whatever reason, the weeks we're, we're going, I've looked at it, and it doesn't seem uh, like they're that good of a, a deal compared to the rest of con or mainland Europe. So I think that's out for now. I think across the board, that one's out right now just because of the time it takes to get there and back. So... But we'll see. We got it. We got to convene. The one thing that we definitely will not do is the work from home, uh, work from anywhere week. That wouldn't be Europe because that's going to throw off your time zones, right? You would work every day from like, in theory, if you did it, your work hours would be like 3 to 9 p.m. And that's obviously just like, you're not going to do that. So I think the, I mean, the strat, I think for the work from anywhere is like, don't, don't mess up your time zones too much. I think one hour ahead, one hour behind isn't so bad. And it's really up to Rachel to decide how she wants to do this. But 
Uh, a couple things I was thinking, I actually, I, I spent probably like half an hour researching the UP because I've never actually been up there before. And I'll, I'll say this, like I hear a lot of people like rave about the nature of the UP and it looks absolutely gorgeous. But I feel like, I don't know, if we like go up there for a work from anywhere week where you're just kind of like in one place uh, for, you know, four days, five days, whatever it might be. I don't know if that would be quite as enjoyable because I'd want to be like all over the place, like see everything while I'm up there because I'm probably only going to go once or twice in my life because it's just like the UP is never on the way to anything. If you're going to the UP, it's because you went to the UP. Uh, so that, that, I mean, it's an option. I would love to do it. I've been to all 50 states. The UP is kind of its own little magical kingdom attached to Wisconsin that I don't think is like, oh, if you don't see this in your lifetime, you really didn't live. But I think it'd be interesting. Other options? Definitely considering just taking a cheap flight into Hartsfield-Jackson, grabbing a car, and from there you can do a number of things. I would probably want to go to eastern Tennessee, maybe even all the way up into, you know, North Carolina or Virginia, kind of go back to the roots. You could also fly into, like, BWI or something uh, and, and really tap into the roots and then go to, like, Shenandoah. It's been way too long since I've gotten the chance to do any sort of Appalachian anything. I've been to Atlanta frequently. Uh, for work in the last couple of years, but I have not had the opportunity to go up into the mountains over there at all. So that, I'd be down for that because it's like it's a short flight into Atlanta or BWI, whichever one you choose. I guess you could do like if you find a really cheap Knoxville flight or Charlotte probably works too. But then you just, you know, you find a, a, a short flight, you grab a car, I think you just like find a nice, pleasant Airbnb. And then, you know, Rachel would have a, a nice spot to work, and I could just, like, go for hikes during the day. So we'll see. It's an, it's an option. I, you could also do something like that in, the in like, the Rockies or something. It, the only consideration is it's a month later, later into December. So these are all, uh, these are all the options we're weighing. This, this is probably going to enter the record books as a top five, top ten most boring Beantown podcast of all time. Quinn rambles about travel options so let's just leave it at this and we're going to do a trivia question we're not going to start the outro music before we do it like last week that was really embarrassing there's probably a number of people at least you know two who when the outro music started you just turned it off and you're like well quinn really fucked this one up no trivia this week it's it's it was in it was all planned okay it was all, you know, the Marvel mid-credits teaser. That's what last week was. But uh, we're, not gonna, we're not going to not do it before the outro music starts. And it has nothing uh, to do with, well, it's Appalachian-related, I guess, which was not planned. The trivia question was chosen very arbitrarily. It's a this-day-in-history sort of thing. But uh, if you have any recommendations or suggestions... I would I would entertain because I already I I'm forecasting something coming from uh, a particular family member. I would entertain going all the way to the West Coast, but I'm not in love with it uh, because I feel like everything out there is just very far, and you'd have to end up doing a lot of driving. And I'd rather just kind of post up 
in a new place I've never been before and be able to explore that. So I'll leave it there. But um, our Beantown podcast uh, email is, of course, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, it's beantown, podcast <coughs> at yahoo.com. Okay, last order of business here, and then I'll let you run. This date in history, so here's our trivia question. This date in history, this, uh, 1861 is the year we're talking about. This battle, also known as the Battle of First Manassas, occurred. It was the first major battle of the American Civil War. And so I guess there's, you know, there's kind of your, your we'll, we'll start there. And if you get it, then you get extra bonus points without any other kind of clues or any, any other information. The, uh, let's see, trying to see who the uh, commanding officers were here. Looks like, I just had it pulled up earlier. I'm, I'm mad at myself that I lost it. Anyways, P.T. Beauregard, 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 I think he was the Confederate general, is that right? And then Irvin McDowell, Brigadier General, what a great term, what a great title, a great rank. Irvin McDowell was the Union uh, general, I believe. Uh, if you want a hint, it is named after a tributary of the Oxaquan River, O-C-C-O-Q-U-A-N. There's a river I never heard of. It's named after a tributary. It is 32.8 miles long that originates in a spring in some mountains. Okay, so here you go. So here's the answer. If you want more time, we'll, we'll do a two-part one. I want the answer. What's the name of this battle, also called the Battle of the First Manassas? And two, what state was it in? Okay, not talking gas, plasma, liquid. We're talking a U.S. state. Okay, so the answer, here you go. If you want more time, pause. The answer is the first battle of Bull Run. It was won by Confederate forces. And uh, for bonus points, what state is Bull Run in? In case you couldn't put it together, Bull Run is the tributary of the Oxaquan River. Bull Run is in... uh, Virginia, like 30 miles southwest of D.C. I don't think I've really, like, explored that area, like, the actual, like, battlefield or anything like that. Um, I did go, I I had to do some work in West Virginia once or twice when I lived on the East Coast. And one time I had an afternoon um, where I was just, like, completely free. I think I was out by Frederick, maybe, is where I was. And there was just, like, a a national historical site, basically a battlefield. And I got the chance to just kind of walk around there. It was one of those things where like, yeah, there's not really that much going on. There wasn't, uh, wasn't like a million things going on. It was just kind of a field with some like houses and stuff. Monocacy national battlefield. That's what it was. M O N O start over M O N O C A C Y Monocacy however you say it, National Battlefield. Nothing super sexy, no good uh, water water fields. Really tough episode today. Waterfalls or like heads on spikes or anything cool like that. Bonus question because I just thought of it. Where was the Battle of Antietam fought? It has nothing to do with anything else. I'm just curious. It's also known as the Battle of Sharpsburg. The answer, I can't even find it here. 
Oh, Maryland. There we go. Well, we were just talking about it. Washington County, Maryland. I don't even know where that is. Sharpsburg, Maryland. It's kind of right where that uh, where Maryland gets really skinny. So that's pretty fun. I drove through there once. That's what I have for you. We're going to put this episode out of its misery. Uh, it was just it was it was a it was a tough effort all around. I'll say this as an explanation, not an excuse. I'm gassed. Not because I had chili this week, although that's a separate thing. Just a lot of talking, a lot of Zoom time this week. Late night last night, big kickball win in the quarterfinals. We'll see you next Thursday night for the semifinals. But, yeah, just uh, definitely feel like I need a nap and I'm about to go to a music festival. So uh, the key tonight is to not get crossfaded. There will be no uh, no funny business there, just a couple drinks. Guys, that's what I got for you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's show. Thank you for supporting my efforts. I hope you did well on trivia. And let me know if you have any uh, amazing kind of hidden gem vacation ideas that are not going to break the bank. I would love to just like see some great natural beauty, uh, willing to fly for sure, but want to have a car, not looking to just like fly to a city and just stay there. So uh, that's what I got for you, everyone. I hope that you're having a great summer. Happy weekend, penultimate weekend of July. Everyone stay safe, stay sane. I will check in on you next time. No mid credit scene this time. Bye. <laughs>